That's popped up. Shallow center field. Correa is out, calling everyone off. He's there, makes the catch, and that is the ball game. Now, the Houston Astros are 2017 American League West champions. Another Astros podcast. Welcome back, Robert Ford, joined by Astros manager A.J. Hanch. Astros taking the first game of this series from the White Sox last night and Lucas Giolito pitched pretty well for Chicago but able to take advantage of your opportunities that two out RBI double by Bregman to give you a lead in the fourth probably the biggest set of the game yeah it was and and we did we hadn't seen Giolito before uh he's, he's very new to the league and and just getting traded over to the White Sox they're giving their young guys a look and impressive young starter and and we you know first time through the order he was rough on us the next time through the order Altuve hits the homer sort of kicks off the the scoring for us and and the tack on run at the end was key too. So, you know, all three RBI uh, hits were big in us being able to, to have that separation going into the ninth inning gave Giles a nice cushion. You talk about the insurance run that you got late. You know, George Springer, the leadoff double. And then the infield shades Reddick to pull. Oh, one. And he bunts it right side. And it's picked up by Farquhar's throw to first is just in time to get Reddick. Down to third goes Springer. They'll score that a sacrifice. One to three. Heck yeah, that's winning baseball. Everybody high fives in the dugout for Reddick. He did just that. He sacrificed himself to get Springer over to third base. And then with the infield end, the ground ball to third by Altuve. Springer able to sprint home and, and barely score that run. Just did get his fingertip on home plate. And that's winning baseball right there. That's the sort of baseball you're going to need to play moving forward. Yeah, it is. And I, and I think we're going to see us try to do a few things like that where moving that 90 feet is is very, very important as you get into the playoffs. You don't do it as much during the season uh, when you're trying to put up bulk runs, but every run is so magnified in the playoffs. So Reddick did a great job of getting the bunt down. You know, we originally didn't want George to go. We just we wanted to to get him to third, and then played conservative. Uh, I don't want, I didn't want the collision at home plate, and then George made an instinctive play and slides head first into home. So I told him, "Hey, nice work on the on the hustle. Don't do that again till October." <laughs> and we talk about Reddick's bunt, and one thing about the postseason and. You know, teams don't bunt like they used to, and I, and I know you don't bunt a whole lot, but there are going to be times when you're going to need a Josh Reddick to, to lay one down or somebody else who you think of as more of a run producer to, to lay one down in a key situation in the postseason. It is, and, you know, it's productive outs in the in the postseason where the 90 feet puts a lot of pressure on a lot of different people and the runs, and the, the bullpens are so good in the postseason. The starters are good. You're seeing guys that, that are elite. That's why these teams win. So when you think about trying to score off of Verlander, who hands the ball to, to Davinsky, who hands the ball to Giles, uh, you better take advantage of every opportunity if you were facing us, and it happens you know, vice versa when we're facing somebody else. So some small ball happens, some, some productive outs where, where, where guys are giving up their at-bats in order to move up a runner 90 feet just to give yourself a chance to score is, is seen more October than it is you know, April through September. Colin McHugh. Uh, missed the last turn in the rotation with, with the blister issue with his finger. And uh, five innings, 87 pitches, giving up the, the one run. Nice step forward from him to, to try and put the, the finger issue behind him. It was good. And, you know, and obviously I, I pulled him an inning early just to get the rest of our bullpen some work. I wanted to get Harris in the game, and, and it was a close game. It's nice to give our guys a chance to pitch in those leverage roles. But I was proud of McHugh. You know, he, he's often forgotten. People don't talk a lot about him. I hear a lot about Keuchel and Verlander and McCullers and – and Peacock this year has made a name for himself. And Colin McHugh just can churns along and has a nice season. And, and, and it was a nice boost for us when he came back from his injury. You know, he had the fingernail issue that brought him out of the last start. But good, efficient outing for him. Five innings, 87 pitches, hadn't pitched in a couple weeks. It was good to see. A.J. Hinch, thanks for joining us. You got it, Robert. Tim Anderson at second, two outs, ninth inning. Yolmer Sanchez at the plate with a 1-2 count and the Astros leading 3-1. to Giles set the 1-2. 
Swing and a miss and a slider in the dirt. Picked out of the dirt by McCann. Throws to first, and that is the ball game. The Houston Astros win their fifth in a row as they defeat the Chicago White Sox tonight by a final of 3-1. Chris Davinsky joins us. He pitched a scoreless eighth inning tonight, working around an error, also had an intentional walk, but struck out the other three hitters that he faced. Hey, Devo, Houston Astros 2017 AL West champs. Has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? It does, man. <laughs> hey, uh, that eighth inning, you know, you, you had the error committed behind you, but you were able to really, uh, it looked like your changeup was really effective for you tonight, especially against some of these these White Sox hitters, very aggressive, uh, a very aggressive swinging team. Yeah, yeah, changeup was working good. Uh, you know, Mac, me and Mac noticed that, and, uh, you know, if they're not touching it, might as well use it. So, uh, you know, it was a good W by the boys. A lot of respect for uh, Reddick laying that bunt down there in the ninth, and, you know, George doing his thing uh, with his fingers over there at home plate. Hey, Devo, has A.J. talked to any of you relievers on how he wants to use you in the last 12, 13 games of the season leading into the playoffs? Uh, no. I feel like there's an understanding, you know, the way the way things are, are, are going down there and ran down there. So, you know, just take it day by day and, you know, see how it shapes up. You know, you had a, a bit of a rough patch at one point, Devo. You've looked a lot better your, your last few outings. Anything different for you right now? Any adjustments that you've made over your last few outings? Uh, I mean, a little mechanical things here and there. Uh, you know, I think the key is, is to using that changeup a little bit more, and, uh, you know, especially the right-handed hitters. When I went through that patch, you know, kind of straight away from it, from righties a little bit, but, you know, I think, the, you know, that's a very good weapon to, to righties and lefties. And, you know, my slider has improved from, uh, you know, the start to the middle of the year to now. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to continue to do what's working, and, uh, you know, we've got a great squad here. Does it feel like a, a lot of you guys, we saw Will Harris look as good as, as he has in quite a while. Gregerson was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Giles has been dealing. Seems like Francisco Liriano's stats starting to catch fire and your buddy Joe Musgrove. I mean, it seems like the bullpen's rounding into shape just at the right time. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's all about timing and, you know, what better time than now and, you know, coming down here, uh, you know, uh, trying to get the best record and, uh, you know, in playoff time, playoff push. All right. Hey, Devo, thanks for joining us. Congratulations. Okay, thanks, guys. Go Astros. Tony Kemp is my guest today here on Astro Launch. This is Steve Sparks. And, Tony, uh, a great year for you in Fresno, 166 hits, led the circuit. Uh, what was the biggest difference for you? We've talked a little bit about uh, just swinging harder, uh, driving the ball a little bit more. But uh, the key for you, what was it? Yeah, I think this year was just having a routine and sticking with it. And uh, I think that's what really helped. And D-Rob, our hitting coach down there, did a phenomenal job with just always – sticking with it and trusting the process and uh, going to the cage when I know that he had just come from the cage two minutes ago. So he turned right back around. Yeah, so he was he was really good about that. And uh, no matter what, he was always in your corner. And I think a lot of the guys down there fed off each other, and I was just feeding off all the other guys. Pretty good hitting coach. You guys were dropping tanks all year long, right? Yeah, that was one of the more impressive seasons that I think Fresno has seen. I think some of the statistics speak for itself, but – uh, just seeing what A.J. Reed did and uh, Tyler White and Colin Moran. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. But uh, I think there's definitely a lot of Major League caliber players on that team start the year. What do you see yourself as a Major League player? Say two years down the road, utility, everyday left fielder, what is it? Yeah, honestly, it just depends on the team and what their needs are at the time. I can be a utility player. I could be a starting outfielder. I could be a starting infielder. It just depends on the team's needs. But... Uh, I'm just excited to be a part of what you know we have going on here right now, and 
you know, seeing how the organization has been built from 2013 to now has mm-hmm. been something that I'm, I'm very proud to be a part of because yeah. I know people will be talking about the teams to come. Talking with Tony Kip, when you guys get to celebrate, Tony, it's all your buddies. I mean, yeah. you came up with these guys. You've known them for a long time now. How fun is that to celebrate at the major league level together? Man, it's – I mean, obviously when you're in low A and – uh, it's a it's a stretch because you're you're looking at the major league team and you're thinking wow it's a, I might not get there that's a long way to get there and being able to see guys like Lance McCullers Carlos Correa uh, you know even I know Teoscar's not here but you know being able to come into this big league level with those guys and mm-hmm. grinding those it's it's tough it's a long it's a long haul and uh, you got to be mentally strong as well worst bus ride of all time in the minors. Worst bus ride of all time in the minors, probably Springfield to Corpus Christi, 13 hours. 13 hours? Yeah. What would you guys do? How many times did you stop? I think we stopped like three times. We slept through the night mostly, but, I mean, you wake up and you're still on the bus. And, yeah. uh, you know, most of the guys had PlayStations and yeah. uh, sleeper, sleep, sleeping bags, so I guess that wasn't terrible. But Card games? Card games. We played Mafia. Anything to pass the time. But Brutal yeah, movies? Just terrible movies. Stinky bus? Yeah, I just... But, you know, once you get here and you get chartered flights, it makes everything that much sweeter. It makes everything that much better once you finally, uh, you, know, where, you know, where you came from, you, you realize that. Everybody talks about the travel in low way, and you're taking those bus rides. But a lot of times, like you said, you sleep through some of that stuff. The worst ones, I thought, were always AAA. Man, you're up at 4 in the morning to get some of those flights. <laughs> it's terrible. I don't even, I, it's hard to talk about. But, uh, no, yeah, waking up at... 3.30 to catch a 4 o'clock bus to go to the airport at 4.15 to catch a 6.15 flight with a layover and then play that night. Yeah. I mean, I don't think fans and stuff realize that, what the players actually go through. And, and how, how bad does your body Yeah, hurt? just it's terrible. You go to the hotel for an hour and a half and get your nap in yeah. or two hours, and then you go on the field. I didn't mind low A because some, com- some of the commuter trips where you go – play and then you come back home and you're in this you're in the bed so it wasn't that bad but yeah triple a travel is it's brutal and with all that being said <laughs> you wouldn't trade it for anything would you i wouldn't trade it for anything it makes being in the big leagues and uh you know how you get treated that much that much better and it's great memories with your buddies yeah something that you'll never forget for sure that's tony camp tony thanks a lot for uh catching up with us and uh, good luck the rest of the way thanks for you this has been a production and whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before well, they're getting to their feet now. Of the Houston Astros. This place is rocking right now. Radio Network.